0: Most marriages start off with a wedding. It might be simple. It might be elaborate. For many, uh, it's the best day of their lives. But if you're getting remarried and you had a painful divorce prior to that, how do you handle the wedding day, that ceremony? Well, I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They lead our marriage team here. And Aaron, you've been to a lot of weddings, mm-hmm. and I wonder where you've seen God um, smile and offer restoration in a wedding ceremony because it didn't work out for one or both of the individuals in a prior marriage.
1: Mm. I'm smiling, John, because it makes me think of our oldest daughter, Taylor, who was remarried in August after just a tragic divorce in Mm. 2020 that she did not want. And before Greg gave his blessing to this young man who was coming to him asking for Um, the blessing to ask Taylor to marry him, Taylor wrote something, and I'm going to read it really quick because it's just so precious. She wrote this letter and gave it to Greg as her blessing over her new husband. It says, in 2020, during the worst season of my life, a friend recommended reading a devotional book about praying circles around the desires of your heart and watching how God would answer them. It was in that season I was able to spend a lot of time reflecting on one of the biggest desires of my heart, a God. Godly husband. So I started praying circles that God would bring a godly man into my life. When I started this prayer, I had so much faith that God would do abundantly more than I could even think to ask or imagine. But He has really outdone Himself mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. And I just love that because as we walk that very painful journey with her of uh, just being devastated, watching how God rebuilt her and healed her heart and made her a stronger individual, that then he brought this, this young man who also had had his journey, mm-hmm. and together they created this magnificent union back in August. And I will say, everyone at that ceremony— said that was such a picture of redemption and restoration. Mm.
2: John, as I performed this wedding ceremony, I, I found it and based it on Psalm 66, 10 through 12. It says, You have tried us, O God. You have refined us as silver is refined. We went through fire and through water, yet you brought us out of this place to abundance Mm -hmm. and that that's the essence of what god is about he's a god of restoration and abundance
0: well i appreciate that so much greg and we're going to continue now as we listen to a conversation that focus president jim daly and i had with ron deal this is part of a two-part discussion on blended family dynamics and uh, today ron addresses ways to do the wedding well Uh, ron you offer some specific wedding advice to step couples who are planning to remarry and you start by recommending that the children be actively involved. Now, some parents are going, are you crazy? Yeah, right. I mean, that'll be, that'll be insane. Hmm. But it's probably a good way to get that buy-in started.
3: And why is it important? I got to tell you, when I first drafted the outline of this book, I had a chapter on weddings at the end. Mm -hmm. Because I figured, look, every bride is planning her wedding from the moment she got engaged. It's in her head. It was before she got engaged. Like, it's already happening. We'll just sort of say a few words about that at the end of the book and then move on. And then I dug into some of the research about weddings and how it can help the family move forward for blended families in particular. Hmm. And I was stunned. Hmm. And so the chapter on weddings moved up to number four. Here's what I learned. When you get buy-in, and that's a really great way of saying it, Jim, when you get buy-in from the kids in the wedding and how the wedding is taking place, when they feel like they have a voice in the wedding process, they may choose to just sit there and do absolutely nothing. And at the same time, that's giving voice to, well, I don't want you to make me usher people. I don't want you to make me whatever. When they have a voice, think about their, their journey up until this point. Oftentimes, their voice has been silenced dad died we couldn't do anything about that nobody asked me I got to live with that reality now we've lived through some hard single-parent years our financial world changed we had to go to different schools different home we had to sell our house and move in someplace else we don't see our grandparents it's loss after loss after loss Mm. and now mom's falling in love with a guy he's a wonderful guy but he's not my dad what I really want is my dad I have had no voice no voice no voice and now you ask me would you like to have a role in the wedding what do you think how should we do this should we do it this way should we do it that way you're you're inviting them into helping to create the family. Think about how profound that is. Mm. Do we leave you out and we just make you deal with it, or do we invite you in and let you have a voice? So, start that journey early with kids. Find out what they're thinking, what they're feeling. And, oh, by the way, when you ask about weddings, sometimes that rises up, you know, fear in a child or some of the hard feelings, the confusing feelings that they may have. And now you can help them deal with that. Like you, you you don't just wait till the wedding comes and then they cry all the way through it. That's not fun for anybody. Or when there's adult children, a lot of people have told me the story of what my kids just didn't show up. We thought they were going to be the. Well, what was going on that we didn't know? Right. You don't want to be blindsided. You want the wedding to serve your family moving forward. So it's about giving them voice and helping them find their way. I tell a story, if I could real quickly share that with you, in the book about uh, Kristen and Justin. Uh, They were planning to elope. Um, They decided after reading the early manuscript of this book, you know, maybe we shouldn't do that. They were going to leave the kids at home, go elope, come back And show up
0: at the door. Wow.
3: Right? Wow. So she has bringing three kids. He didn't have any children, never been married before. So they decided, no, we can't do that. Let's do a small wedding. Let's invite close family and friends. Let's invite the children. What role do you want to play? They discovered her three kids, her daughter, the middle child, wanted to stand beside her, wanted to hold the bouquet during the wedding. Ended up being her, her maid of honor. Hmm. Her two sons, oldest and youngest, walked mom down the aisle. Hmm. When the question was asked, who gives this woman my brother and I was the answer. How cool is that? Wow. Yeah. The mom's an artist. They found a way to do a little art project in front of everybody. They didn't do the Sands thing. They didn't do the, uh, the Unity Candle. They did an art project. Everybody put their hand in ink and put it up on this, um, you know, this thing that they created. And now everybody's literally putting their fingerprints to this new family, something that hangs in their home today that they can point to and say that was the day that we started this journey together. And look, everybody was a part of it. It does not mean they finished blending. I don't want anybody to hear me saying that. But it does give kids an opportunity to draw a line in the sand and say, I'm in on this.
0: Well, Greg, uh, Ron was sharing that story about Kristen and Justin. And I'm sure someone hears that and thinks, well, what about keeping a relationship strong with my stepkids after the wedding?" How do I do that? How have you seen a couple do that successfully?
2: Yeah, we have some great friends, Ed and Renee Baer. And one time Ed and I were out to lunch, and for whatever reason, I, I almost, John asked him that exact question that you really? just posed. I was just curious, you know, as they were blending a family, and thus he had now a a, a, a new stepson. And I said, you know, what, what, looking back, because they have a great relationship now. And I was just curious. And so one of the things he said really struck me. He said, you know, first and foremost, he goes, one, I made a ton of mistakes. So he's like, you know, this is all hindsight 2020. But he said, I, I really looked for those opportunities to empathize with how this young man was feeling when I came into their life. When, you know, I became his stepfather and because he, he talked about really being clear that this was going to take time like there was no way this was going to happen overnight and so um Ed talked about man I knew this was going to be like 5 to 7 years mm. and so this was a marathon
0: Would you just reemphasize that yeah. time frame because so many people don't consider how long a journey this has to be or might might have to be
2: Yeah and it's really Ron Deal's research mm. that that to truly blend as a as a family it's takes about 5 to 7 years or longer or it may never happen and that's okay it's just a reality and so ed said looking back i had that perspective it's painful i wanted to move quicker but i was able to be patient and then he goes what i really did is i studied my stepson what was he interested in so that i could just jump in in whatever sports or hobby he goes, I took the time to do those things with him. He said that we, we developed our own. So between me and my son, Brandon, we did things that, that would become traditions that just the two of us, like we started doing a, you know, a Saturday morning pancake breakfast or just these little things that began to define our relationship. And it was so fun over lunch, just kind of hearing, this wise man looked back on all the good, the bad, the hard, I mean, just being honest, but going, now I really get that there were two or three things, like I was talking about, mm-hmm. that he did that really made such a big difference.
0: Yeah, and you're going to find a lot of uh, practical help along these lines in the book by Ron Deal, Preparing to Blend. The Couple's Guide to Becoming a Smart Step Family. Uh, He's got so much encouragement and stories and uh, and wisdom. Uh, Get a copy of that book from the ministry here today when you make a donation of any amount. Uh, Contribute, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift, and we'll say thank you for being a part of the support team by sending a copy of the book to you. You'll find all the details in the show notes. And a great follow-up to this conversation is an article on our website called How Remarriage Affects Kids, and we're going to have a link for that in the episode notes. Next time, Pastor Rick Bullman and his wife Tiffany join us to address warning signs that your marriage might be vulnerable to an affair. I'm John Fuller, and on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, thanks for listening today to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.